Ask Wildman, the weekly show from full-service digital agency Wildman Web Solutions, is ready to answer all of your questions about marketing, tech, and sales to grow your small business. Each week, the Wildman Web Solutions team tackles your questions and trending topics live. Learn strategies and tactics to take your small business to big revenue. The Ask Wildman show starts now. Hello, good morning, happy Wednesday, happy snowy Wednesday, and welcome to Ask Wildman. My name is Miles Bassett. I'm the CEO and founder here at Wildman Web Solutions. Uh, we're putting this show on every week, originally as a response to COVID. Uh, a lot of businesses were forced to go online, um, and they were coming up with a lot of questions for the first time as to how to leverage technology to uh, really do what they needed to do. So uh, we started this show as an open Q&A for anyone and everyone who had questions about technology, marketing, business, anything else. So if you have any questions, we are here to answer you, uh, answer those questions as uh, to the best of our ability. Um, any questions on any of those subjects or anything else you want to bring up, just throw those questions in the comments below as we're live streaming to our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Uh, again, we're doing this every week to answer your questions. Uh, but if you're catching this later, you're not watching this live, you can still get us your questions by emailing us those questions at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. Got that address. Uh, showing up right here. I think that says .co. That should be .com. Ask Wildman at wildmanweb.com. I'll just jump right into an update that I had for everybody uh, regarding something we've been talking about uh, the last few weeks at least, and that is the update on Apple, the iOS systems update. And uh, that is now happening. If you're an iPhone user, you maybe already have gotten an alert that your update is ready. And so uh, from 30,000 feet, just a quick review of what's happening here is Basically, uh, Apple is letting uh, very easily more. You'd always been able to do this, but it's it's being more prominent and more easy for people to opt out of uh, third party data tracking. And so this is a way that, you know, us marketers and advertisers, of course, uh, creepily, you know, follow people around the Internet, basically, and reserve them ads. The reason that we do that is because. It takes more times than once, usually almost always, in order to make a sale and get somebody to do, you know, what you want them to do. Uh, back in the day, you know, in the traditional marketing and advertising world, uh, there's actually been studies to prove this, that you need between seven and nine times to get a message across to somebody before they generally take action on it uh, and something like making a purchase. And so that was based on the number of ads and the number of messages and brands and everything that we were interacting with, again, like 20, 30 years ago. So obviously that's a accelerated a great deal, we may need three times that today in order to get the same yes or the same purchase from somebody. So it's a really, really important part of marketing and advertising. Uh, it's called remarketing or retargeting. And uh, that's basically going to become a lot, a lot less easy to do. It's not completely going away, but it's going to be it's become harder uh, and it's going to you know, skew a lot of our data if a lot of these people who are on iOS, who are on Apple iPhones, uh, do opt out of third-party tracking. So this has been causing a whole lot of great fear. Uh, is probably the best way to put it uh, throughout the marketing and advertising industry, and certainly for small business owners who are aware of this happening. Uh, we've been getting a lot of questions about it because, as you all know, uh, small business owners are extremely dependent on um, platforms like Facebook 
uh, for advertising that are going to be adversely affected by this. So last week we uh, gave you one tidbit and that was to start your email list and really build up your email. And uh, this week our tidbit on uh, is you know how to how to go about tackling this upcoming issue is going to be to create a whole lot of video. And we've already been telling you to create a whole lot of video, but the reason that we're going to be able to, um, you know, even confidently suggest that you should spend more money than you are currently right now, and hopefully you are spending money on video, is because this is going to be one of the avenues that will be left, even for people on Apple and iOS, which is about 30% or, you know, a third of the market, uh, we will be able to remarket those people uh, if we are able to use video. So same thing with your email. That's why you want to get your email list, uh, you know, built up as big as you can, because that's another way around this, that, you know, we can still market those people. We can still use custom audiences and lookalike audiences, but you've got to do it. Uh, and so that's the message that I'm bringing you today. You know, you may ask, Mike, why do you give away all these secrets uh, and, you know, and, and tidbits, uh, you know, that you do for your clients for free on the show? Well, the reason is because we know, unfortunately, that most of you are not going to be able to, to execute it properly or you're not going to even attempt to execute it, which is even worse. Um, and so, you know, taking these ideas and actually executing them is what's going to save you, not just knowing this stuff and kind of tinkering with it. You really have to dive in with both feet. And so that's why we're urging you, we're imploring you, put in your budgets this year, more video production. You can't get enough of it. And, uh, and really, really focus on getting more uh, e uh, contacts it. for your email list. You are live, Miles, and I can hear you loud and Hello. clear, brother. You sound yeah. fantastic, by the way. Okay, let's see if I can't get visual. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right, how's this? Well, it's good. It's great. Awesome, um, yeah. We may, we may need to switch to a different point, though. <laughs> than what we're currently using because this is not the first time that we've had an issue uh with with our platform we won't mention the platform we won't throw them under <laughs> yeah. the bus but yeah. if you want to dm us and get our our take on which which streaming platform to use and which not to use we might have some hot takes for that uh in the dms so <laughs> oh my goodness you were saying something good though so please please don't let me interrupt uh, was I? Yeah, I was basically just giving an update here on the iOS, uh, which is now happening. It's coming down the pipe. And uh, so we'll see. You know, we'll see if the, the end of the advertising world happens. Uh, some of the fear mongers out there uh, would have you, would have you uh, want to believe. But no, that's definitely not what's going to happen. You know, this, these things happen all the time. These kind of evolutions or disruptions uh, in, in advertising, or especially in digital advertising. So it's just going to be another thing to overcome. And so I was just giving the people uh, a couple tidbits here. Uh, the first one was reminding what we said last week about building up their email list, getting all those contacts. Uh, it's going to be extremely useful. And then the second thing to be able to remarket and retarget people, which is a fundamental thing in marketing and advertising. If you aren't remarketing and retargeting people, you better be selling Corvettes for a nickel. You know, you better have such a sweet offer that it's just a no brainer. Nobody has to think twice about it. Sure. Here's my credit card. You know, unless you have one of those types of offers, uh, which are very few and far between. Uh, yeah, you, you're going to have to remarket. You're going to have to tar retarget people uh, to generate frequency. You know, again, something we've talked about on the show quite a bit. I'm sure most people are familiar with the term frequency. So 
Uh, I think that's uh, about all I had on that, Miles. Good morning, sir. I haven't even said good. How are it the heck are you doing, Miles? Good morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, minus some fun little technical difficulties there. Uh, I guess that's one one more tip we can throw out there is uh, make sure you're not on mute. <laughs> you know, I've done a lot of, uh, of stage production in, in my day. And uh, yeah, it's one of the first things I always check when things are going wrong is, you know, is the mic plugged in? Uh, <laughs> you'd, you'd be surprised. How, IT how solution often... 101. Turn it off, turn it back on. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were working fine. That, that, that was the thing is you were working fine and then all of a sudden you were gone and I had nothing. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I so I thought remember. audio was out across the board. Otherwise, I would have started talking sooner. Um, so, yeah, do you want to set up the show? Tell, them, <laughs> tell people what the hell we're doing here? <laughs> or, or should I just keep Well, I, I, think, I think we're good. Um, I think I, I hopefully got most of that uh, intro out there before going on mute here. But, yeah, anyone watching here, I know we, I can see we've got a couple of people watching live. Um, if you are watching this live, throw your questions in the comments below. Uh, We're on Facebook and YouTube, so pick your poison there. Interact with us uh, if you have some experience dealing with what we're talking about. If you have some questions, we are here for those. So, uh, yeah, throw those in the comments. Uh, Jeff is already up in there. Good morning, Jeff. Uh, and I see we've already got a couple of likes here. So that does help us to reach more people. You know, we're here hopefully as a resource to answer as many questions as possible. So um, if you think the content we're putting out here is useful in any way, then uh, give us a like, give us a share, uh, help us to reach a broader audience and hopefully answer some more questions um, and, and get some more good information out there. I think the only other thing I had here is if you were catching this not live, you're catching this video later, then you can still engage with us. We're doing this every week. Um, so you can email your questions or comments to askwildman at wildmanweb.com um, and we will pick those up next week. All right, seeing those likes right. pouring in. Thanks everyone. Yeah, so if you got some questions, throw them in there right now. And we it really, will it really helps my self-esteem to too. <laughs> we got to keep Mike happy. We got to keep yeah. Mike happy over there. Yeah. I definitely have confidence issues. Uh, okay, so we gonna are we gonna start getting into questions, or uh, should I start doing some news updates? What are, we, what are we doing here, Miles? What's the agenda today? Yeah, so let's let's start with those news updates while we let the questions come in. Uh, like I said, okay. anyone who has any questions or just wants to chime in on what we're talking about, please throw those in the comments below. Uh, but yeah, let's just, I know we've got a couple of current events and a couple of updates. So let's, let's just get started with that and then we'll hit the, the questions later. Fantastic. All right. Well, um, the chiefs are in the super bowl. I guess that's the big news <laughs> around here. Uh, once again, back to back super bowl. And, uh, I feel like, I feel like we're going to win. I'm not even worried about it. Uh, I think Tom Brady's a punk and as long as he doesn't cheat, I think we got this wrapped up. So <laughs> So that's the big news. Obviously, you know, the Super Bowl is obviously the biggest advertising day of the year, as well as the biggest sports day of the year. Uh, so a couple of interesting things, you know, I've seen over the past week since we talked last about uh, Super Bowl ads and all that last week. Uh, I've seen, you know, Miles, have you seen uh, a lot of companies bowing out of uh, of Super Bowl? You know, Budweiser. Yeah, uh, I did that. see that. That's a, so, I thought that was an odd trend. It, 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 it is a little bit of an odd trend. Uh, I think it's great 
um, opportunity, though. I mean, I wish I had six million dollars to buy a Super Bowl commercial right now, uh, you know, because a lot of these big, big marquee brands that usually buy three or four, you know, usually spend a whole lot of money uh, producing incredible commercials uh, are sitting out this time. So great opportunity out there for people to gain market voice, which of course is always the first step to gain your market share. If people don't know about you, they can't do business with you. So, uh, so that's been a little interesting thing, but, uh, yeah, I, I actually thought of you right when I, when I saw that announcement, I think it was Budweiser, the one I was seeing, um, was immediately thinking of some things that you had been saying here on this show, because, um, you know, those ads are, those ads are huge. And if you can afford them, then they're immensely effective. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, it's not like they're not doing anything. If they're pulling out of this highly effective marketing uh, spot, then what are they doing instead? And we've been talking for weeks about bigger and bigger companies coming into play in the digital marketing space and taking up some space that um, had primarily been smaller organizations, smaller businesses, and making the entire space more competitive. So, you mm -hmm. know, if they're not doing Super Bowl marketing, then what are they doing? Yeah, well, it, that's a great point. And I'm actually, that, that's going to lead into my, my next tidbit here about the Super Bowl. So you're, you're right on, you're right on target. But yeah, I think a lot of them are going to transfer, but yeah, $6 million or, you know, probably from Budweiser's case, probably like $24 million uh, to, uh, to other avenues, including digital media, including social media, for sure. I, th I think that's definitely going to happen. So, uh, you know, the interesting thing, though, about Budweiser in particular is, Miles, you may even even be, you know, this may be before your time, but back in the day, uh, Budweiser, well, well, let me ask you this. Do you remember the Bud Bowls? I, I do not, no. Okay, okay. Well, anybody, I'd say probably, you know, 35 and older that watched the Super Bowl, which is, you know, maybe half the country, <laughs> would remember the Bud Bowls. I mean, they, they used to have a whole uh, marketing, basically, skit that happened oh, during the God. halftime show of the Super Bowl. And the interesting thing was Budweiser and Bud Light, you know, same company, obviously, they've been running uh, nostalgic ads uh, throughout the playoffs of the NFL and, and throwing back to some of these 80s and 90s and early 2000s commercial campaigns that they used to run leading up to the Super Bowl. So that's why it was even kind of a weirder 180 degrees is so i don't know something happened in that boardroom that's that's got to be a fun story but <laughs> but really really interesting uh to see that and again just more opportunity out there for, for for other folks but the more interesting story i think that has been emerging uh around the super bowl and advertising has been the super bowl's partnership with TikTok. have you heard about this miles Oh no. Oh no. Yes, I'm, I have heard about this. I'm I'm going to I'll put an article I'm here curious in, to see where this this goes. Yeah, I'll put an article down in the uh in the chat here so people can read it. But so the Super Bowl has teamed up with TikTok and they have a whole pregame. I think it's a 2-hour pregame basically special happening on TikTok and the uh the star of the show is Miley Cyrus. So obviously a big you know, A-list entertainer. Uh, and the really interesting thing to me is that, you know, this this is a, been a trend that the Super Bowl has been relying more and more on social media in order to promote the event, which seems a little, you know, a little funny, you know, even that tells you a lot right there that even they're, you know, having to go outside the box to promote an event like the Super Bowl. Um, 
but you know, so this has been a trend, but you know, now they've really gone, you know, in with both feet and, you know, so you, you know, they didn't ask CBS, their NBC or, you know, what I don't even know what state, what network carries the Super Bowl, but they didn't ask their network partners to be, to do this. They didn't ask Facebook to do this. They asked TikTok to do this, right? So I mean, so, I mean, it really says as much about TikTok as it does about the Super Bowl, um, and where that trend is and where that trend is heading. That you know they really wanted to dive into that culture, um, which is quickly becoming you know um, a huge part of popular culture. And so that was a really really interesting trend. And I put that article down uh, in the comment section if anybody wants to get some more details on that. So. That's the Super Bowl need, uh, you know, news that I have for this week. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some more exciting stuff happening as we get a little bit closer to the event, uh, and we'll talk about some commercials and, and advertising campaigns and things like that. Yeah, we've been uh, off and on mentioning TikTok in the um, in the frame of, I guess, an up and coming sort of social media platform, um, and I think if you happen to be one of the primary tools that an event like the, so, like the Super Bowl is using to market themselves, then maybe that means that you are not in that category anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's literally the biggest event on earth and has been for you know, at least 50 years or however, I think, it's, I think it's been 50 years almost. I don't know. Jeff, help me out with that. Um, but it, it's, it's really remarkable. So... That's what I got in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, side note, wow. if you do Google oh. um, Bud Bowls, then you don't get the old <laughs> Budweiser thing. You get a bunch of weeks. <laughs> um, turns out. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I guess in 2021, the Bud Bowl might, might mean yeah. something else. Maybe that's, that's why they went away from it. I, I don't know. Yeah, they may, be, uh, they may be sending market share to an entire different industry. Uh, with, with that branding, I hadn't thought about that. Good call there, Miles. Nice catch. Uh, all right. Well, should we talk about my favorite thing in the whole world right now? I guess we have to, because you've been talking about nothing else all week. Um, <laughs> okay. Before we do, very, actually, very interesting. So actually, but before yeah. we do that, let's give a shameless plug because we need some more followers on our TikTok page. And if we get 10 followers today, 10 new followers today, I will make Miles do a TikTok dance, and we will post it on TikTok. So oh, there it is. Not, we I have to have ten. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't ask because I knew you wouldn't agree not to consent. it. <laughs> so that's that, that's what we need. So it's at Wildman uh, Miles. Put up all the, the social handle. It's it's our social handle for all of our socials. I know you guys already follow us on all the other social platforms. My God, why wouldn't you? Um, but we need, we just got on TikTok the other day. We haven't even posted anything yet. Uh, cause we've been doing our due diligence. We've been, uh, using the old two ears, one mouth rule and just listening and watching, uh, what's happening on the platform, but behind the scenes, we are creating a lot of content and having some fun with it already. So just kidding about the dancing though, guys. Um, okay. Let's talk about my favorite thing in the entire world. <sighs> I'm so excited. Uh, last week we talked about. <laughs> last week we talked about a new app called Clubhouse. I went on a little rant about it, and I put out to the world that I needed the Clubhouse invite. And lo and behold, Anna, uh, one of our amazing associates here at Wildman Web Solutions, we call her the Queen of Content, but she does she does pretty much everything. 
behind the scenes for us. Uh, she hooked it up. She, I don't know how she did it. I don't know who she had to call or who she had to kill. Uh, but she got Miles and I on Clubhouse on Saturday. And I know she might be angling for a raise there, Miles. We need to, we might need to look at that. She may be well deserving, but, um, I don't think I've left it other than for meetings since, since about lunchtime on Saturday, it is by far the most engrossing social media app that I've certainly ever seen. And I mean, I'm jumping in with both feet and you guys may think, well, okay, of course you are, you're a social media nerd, but I'm only a social media nerd for business. Like I, I don't even have a personal social media account other than MySpace Facebook on MySpace. Well, I don't know. I mean, I did. Yeah, I did my. No, actually, that's not true. I did not have a personal MySpace account. I had a I had a banned MySpace account. So that's not even true. So the only personal accounts I've ever had are LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. That's it. But I'm on every other social media platform uh, for business reasons, you know, and I'm on there. <laughs> you know, 18 hours a day usually. So that's part of the reason why I don't, you know, then go on there and post pictures of my dinner all night because I'm, I'm, I'm sick of that stuff, you know, but um, where was I going with this? But this is one that, you know, I really, really feel is something that, it, you know, I'll be personally spending a lot of time on. I already am, uh, you know, as myself, the person. So, you know, that to me, it's already shown that this is my favorite social media platform that's ever existed. And I've only been on it since Saturday. So, you know, am I having a little bit of honeymoon syndrome? Probably, you know, will I probably get sick of it after a while? Probably. Is it going to get ruined eventually by marketing and advertisers and dum-dums? hundred percent. Every social media, you know, platform does. But for right now, it is amazing. And I'll tell you why. Uh, a couple really big things stick out to me. I mean, first of all, is just the people who are on there and the access that you have. I mean, you literally have unfettered access to the most powerful people in the world. Uh, and, you know, people that you would spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to in order to go to mastermind classes, conferences, et cetera, et cetera, just to hear them give a keynote. But what's happening in Clubhouse is we have, you know, in-depth conversations that are going on sometimes for hours, sometimes all night long um, with billionaires. I mean, I was sitting in one last night. Uh, yeah, Ty Lopez and uh, JT Fox. I mean, guys that, that run multiple billion dollar, you know, uh, companies, you know, companies like Radio Shack and Pier One Imports and stuff like that, sitting, you know, in a room with, you know, half a dozen other people discussing issues and debating things back and forth. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff that is not happening anywhere else on the planet except for, you know, cocktail parties and, and, and back rooms in Silicon Valley. And, and now, you know, um, a country bumpkin like me sitting in Kansas is sitting in the room with, you know, Barbara Corkin and Damon John from Shark Tank. And, you know, Gary Vee came in the other night. I was in a couple of rooms with Grant Cardone this morning learning, learning from him. You know, it's, it's absolutely incredible the kind of access and the kind of knowledge and the kind of just back and forth that is happening on that platform. So that, that's, that's the first big thing. I mean, I would happily, you know, spend $30, whatever a day just to have a subscription, just to go on this thing. 
Hey, can, um, we, uh, can we back up just a little bit okay. here? Because okay. yeah. um, you know, we Go mentioned ahead. this, we mentioned Clubhouse a little bit last week. Okay. Um, but, you know, for anyone just jumping in here on this conversation, what is Clubhouse? Because it has a very unique interface, a very unique so, model here. That was the next thing I was going to get to. Yes. Okay. So, so Clubhouse is it's a social media app that started out as basically as a way for VCs or venture capitalists to get in touch with emerging tech companies in order to invest with them. That's how that's basically how it started out. Um, it's since emerged from that, and the the key feature of it is that it's all audio based. And so that's the second most important thing here is that it's all audio. We've talked for however long we've been doing this show, Miles, 10 months, uh, how, about the audio revolution, how you know, audio is the next big thing uh, in the tech space to basically take over and revolutionize our, our world. And you know, podcasts give a glimmer into this, but the difference between this and podcasting is it's live. It's 100% live and it's back and forth. And you know, like I said, you can have billionaires sitting there talking to people and you can have regular people like me, you know, business people like me, come up and pitch their business or ask for advice or get coaching or whatever from these brilliant masterminds. And the reason it's great that it's all audio is that, you know, and the reason that I'm spending so much time on it is because it's audio, is because A, it's so much easier to talk than it is to, you know, write things out. The feedback is direct and back and forth more. Uh, but the other thing is, you know, just like podcasting, is I can listen to this while doing six, seven other things. I can be cooking dinner. I can be driving to the store. I can be in my inbox emailing with clients. You know, all of this stuff can be going. I can be multitasking. And the thing that I love about the design of the app, Miles, I don't know if you noticed this, is that you can get into the app. You can go into a room, be listening to the audio, hop out of the app, and then hop into any other app on your phone, and you're still listening to the audio in Clubhouse which is, is you know, a restriction that most apps don't allow you to do because they don't want you to leave the platform. But with audio, it's different because they can get you to leave the platform. You know, if I leave Twitter, I'm not reading tweets anymore. So why would, why would Twitter want me to leave the platform, right? This is, this is so different because I, so it's great for busy people because I can't spend a lot of time on Twitter. If I spend a lot of time on Twitter, it's all I'm doing all day. You know, and like, like I said, usually when I'm on these social media platforms, 98% of the time I'm working on the platform, you know, so I don't even have time to go and read other, whatever other people are doing on the platform. Uh, Cause I'm doing ads and whatever. So th this to me is, is a revolution in the audio space that I think is going to be completely ground breaking and ground changing um, for other, other applications and other things, you know, that we'll see coming down the line from it. Um, so that's, that's, that's my complete excited rant about clubhouse, uh, miles, tell me what your thoughts are. I know you haven't spent as much time on the platform as I oh, have, but as much time as you have on this platform, <laughs> I'm not kidding guys. Day one, he was up until like four in the morning. That's true. That's true. I was, um. I was. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I, I have not spent as much time in this as um, as you have, but I was actually going to touch on that last point there because, um, you know, anyone that knows me here knows that, like, I have these headphones on just 
all the time. They're a permanent fixture basically uh, because while I am working or doing the dishes or doing whatever it is I'm doing, I love listening to podcasts and, or I'll, if, if you know, someone doesn't have a podcast, it's a YouTube video or something, anything that I can passively take in, I love that I can multitask that way um, and continually be learning about something, bringing in some new subject. Maybe that's you know technology related. I'm learning about some new tech, some new language, some new platform. Maybe I'm often philosophy or something like that or listening to some lecture. Um, but I can I can just passively have this um, this experience and engage in content while doing something else. So I love that this is an audio platform. It's something that I can just go in there on my phone, find a room that I find interesting, maybe a name I recognize or something, um, or I get a ping from my friend that's permanently in this app and let me know that there's an interesting conversation going on. I can hop into that, have it go to my headphones, put my phone in my pocket and go and do something else while also being in the room with some of the biggest movers and shakers in the world. Um, so it's just, it's just an extension of what I, I love to do anyway. And it does have that live element, you know, uh, it's, there's, there's something different about the energy of listening to a mm -hmm. live conversation versus something that's more produced, um, you know, more edited, uh, more intentionally, um, you know, framed one way or another. I know people listening to this, this is clearly a very live thing. We start off the entire thing with a major technical challenge and a muted mic, <laughs> all sorts of fun stuff. Um, so, you know, there's some, some pros and cons on there, but I think there's no, there's no replacement for that live experience. And it really does make you feel like, you know, you're in the room with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think part of the reason why it's been so I don't know if relief is the right word, but like welcoming is because I think we're all starved for these live interactions, you know, yes. since the pandemic hit. And, and I was actually in a room the other night and they were talking about, you know, Clubhouse's effect and how this would basically be used as a, a blueprint for vir virtual events, you know, in the future. And, you know, I don't think it's going to replace, you know, nothing can replace being in the same room with somebody. But this is as close as you can get, you know, and if you've ever been to a really great industry conference, whatever, you know, industry you're in, um, you know, and they, and you go into these different uh, panels, you know, breakout rooms and things like that, where all the experts are up there and they're taking questions from the audience and they're, you know, they're discussing things back and forth. You know, it's a lot like that, but 365 days a year, 24 hours a day <laughs> across tons of different industries. And it's only this has only been happening you know, things only been in existence for like six months, you know, so it's just kind of getting started uh, and off, off the rails here. Um, you know, most of these rooms only have a couple hundred people in them, you know, so it's, it's still a relatively very small thing. Um, I'm anxious and kind of nervous of how it's going to evolve and grow as they let more people into it. You know, right now the whole app is still in, in beta test. This is actually just a beta test, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, they're going around trying to get investors um, for a um, for a round, uh, you know, to take it to kind of the 1.0 level. And it, like I said, at some point it's going to be ruined. You know, every social media platform does does unfortunately get ruined eventually. Uh, but for the foreseeable future, I think it's amazing and, and certainly, you know, uh, a competitor, uh, an up and coming, you know, as an emerging uh, market competitor, as we've talked about many times on the show, that we want to see and happen 
uh, in this space in order to compete with the, uh, the big tech conglomerates out there. And we talked about the fact that it's audio on only that's obviously, um, you know, something that sets it apart, but there's another trend that it's following where it's not the only one I've seen a couple of other, um, I don't know if I'd say up and coming smaller, newer social media platforms uh, arising with a similar idea of making these smaller rooms, smaller communities, kind of like the idea of like a Facebook group or something where either you're invited to be part of a group or you just join this small group. You're not seeing everything from all of your friends right. posting from group to group to group. You can go into these little into these little rooms, into these little communities, into these little groups, um, and only engage with a particular group of people with particular interests. Um, I don't know if that's, I don't know what that, what that trend means, but I've definitely seen that come up in a couple of different new platforms enough to make me think about it and wonder if that's gonna be a, a new direction where, where social platforms are going. Yeah, I think like that's grouping a great people rather than just throwing everyone into one massive pool. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Miles. And we should probably explain, you know, how this works on Clubhouse is you can only, see, you know, basically there's there's different rooms. You, you can jump in the room and that's where the discussions happen. And there's moderators in each room. And those are the people who decide who can come up and talk from the audience, et cetera, et cetera. And they kind of, you know. It, just what you think, moderate uh, the discussions. And so you can only see rooms that are active of people that you follow, moderators that you follow. So it really encourages people, you know, even like powerful people who, you know, I've seen people who on other platforms, you know, they, they have like a million followers and they follow, follow zero. But on Clubhouse, they're following a lot of people because that's how you get access to where the different discussions are happening. And then each room or, you know, can kind of create a theme and those can become clubs or houses and you can become a member. You can follow those houses and then people will schedule, you know, events and discussions and things like that that happen in the houses. Um, and so you you only get access to the people that you're following and what they're doing, basically. So it encourages you to really, you know, network and expand and follow people. Um, and I've seen, you know, it's it's everything from advice night and they put people on the hot seat and they and people get to come up and pitch i mean it's, it's like the real shark tank it's like you know the unedited shark tank where people entrepreneurs come up they give their pitch and then they just get lambasted and roasted um nine times out of ten i've seen some deals get made uh but you'd be surprised how many people don't even know their numbers when they're coming up there asking for like quarter million dollars it's like Holy shit. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But, I've talked business. No one knows what they're talking about. <laughs> we live this every day. But, but so, so, you know, it's, it's, edu it's educational, informative, and entertainment. It has, you know, the three pillars of value, you know, all wrapped up in it already. And, uh, and, there's, and there's just no, you know, bullshit or, or fluff, you know, at least at this point. Like I said, that, that's going to change, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, but it, it's a really, really valuable tool, especially if you have any, um, you know, if you have, if you have any inclination, which I don't know if you're watching the show, if you don't, uh, you know, about growing businesses, about marketing, about advertising, about being a better leader, a better, uh, manager, a better business owner. You know, if, if you want coaching, you know, all those kinds of things, like I said, you can go on this app and get it for free, investing the time to network and learn from these people. Uh, or you can spend $10,000 a year flying around the country 
doing masterminds and workshops and uh, conferences, but uh, I, I think I'm going to go with the former. It may also be worth noting that it's not all business and Shark Tank and everything in there. There's That's other true. groups as well. I mean, you can hop into different lifestyle groups or health yeah. groups. A lot uh, of health and wellness uh, advocates. Yeah. yeah. The music, uh, so you know, people. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, so, and, and if you do have an interest, especially if you have an expertise, then, you know, there's a possibility you can hop in there and there isn't anything for you yet, but you know, it's new. So that's the, that's the space for you to make something. Maybe you can make your own group in there and you're, you're all of a sudden the influencer. Um, let's see, we kind of touched on a couple of things there, but one of those was podcasting the audio revolution. I know several of you out there have taken our advice and started podcasting, started putting out some content and creating content in the medium that you're most comfortable with, whether that's video or live video or audio or blogging or whatever it is you want to do. Um, but we did actually get a question over here specifically on podcasting. Um, any tips on building podcast audience? Um, I do think that it's an interesting question uh, just because podcasting is something, it's a little bit different in, in marketing um, when it comes to other, other elements of, of content creation. Um, it's not something that people really s stumble into until you reach some sort of critical mass where, um, iTunes and Spotify are recommending you to people. But if you're just, if you're new and you're starting out, no one is just going to stumble on your podcast. There's no inbound. So everything has to be outbound. So the only way that you can start getting listeners is by going up to the mountaintop and, and screaming about your new podcast, letting people know that you are there, you exist, um, and you're putting this show out there. So um, that can be talking to um, I think probably the highest conversion thing you can do there is finding particular interest groups. So if you're in a Facebook group um, that is filled with people that are interested in the topic on which you're speaking in your podcast, um, then those people are probably going to be the most interested and the most likely to give you a shot and uh, you know potentially listen to your new show. Um, outside of that, you know, posting on your social media, tweeting out there, trying to latch on to a couple of hashtags, whatever you can do to get more visibility. Um, and I'd say make one, one piece of nice content about your podcast. It's not your podcast, nice piece of content about your podcast. So that could be uh, a quick little 30 second video. That could be a cool graphic um, that just very, very quickly and briefly kind of captures attention and explains what your show is, and then just put that out everywhere as much as you possibly can. Um, it is difficult. It is difficult to start building an audience that way. Um, the the upside there, the, ups, the upswing is that once you get it going, it tends to snowball. Um, it's it's one of those things where you know it, once you get to a certain level and people are listening to to your podcast, then they'll start sharing it with people. You get that word of mouth. Uh, style advertising um, and you're just more likely to grow the bigger you are. So um, a little bit of hustle there at, up, up front, get that audience building and then it should take it from there. Mike, did you have anything to add on that? Yeah, just a couple quick things. Uh, first of all, I agree with all that. Um, and the question was, you know, any, any tips or tricks on how to build a podcast audience? Um, I think one of the quickest hacks and, and honestly, one also one of the easiest ways to produce a, co uh, a content consistently is to invite guests onto your show. And, you know, obviously you want to try to get guests with 
you know, as big as following as you can. But when you're first starting out, that's extremely difficult to do. So just get guests. Um, but basically what the guest is going to do is they're going to tell everybody in their sphere of influence that they're on your podcast, you know? And so that's going to, uh, you know, easily and, and affordably get your, uh, just branding your name out there. People are going to be aware of your podcast when you do that. Uh, but then of course, you know, you're going to have to deliver. Um, and you know, that, that's the other part of this, you know, people, there's, there's so much supply out there that, you know, a lot of people will visit a podcast one or two times and they'll tune in or listen a little bit. But, you know, the trick is, of course, to build that audience consistently is to get them to subscribe to your podcast. Um, and so that's really what we're going for. And uh, and so that that means you just have to deliver really, really solid content and you have to reverse engineer what the audience wants to hear about. And unfortunately, it's not ourselves, um, which is usually the first thing that people want to talk about. Um, and I had this experience just the other day where uh, somebody that I follow on social media that has a big social media following uh, put a plug out. Hey, I'm guesting on this podcast. I'd never heard of this podcast or never heard of this show before. Was interesting in the was interested in the content. Was interested in the host. So I clicked on it. Right. I give them a shot, and they literally spent I don't know. I maybe gave it three minutes. They literally spent the first three minutes just talking ridiculous nonsense about themselves and like you know, just, it wasn't even self, you know, grandiose. I mean, it was just mundane stuff about themselves. It wasn't even about their guest or the topic or the show or anything. And I was just like, wow, you lost me. Um, so, I mean, that, that's the really key to get, you know, getting sticky content, if you will. Uh, and so people can, can be a subscriber, but, you know, other than that, uh, being consistent, you know, a lot of the biggest podcasting, uh, shows out there will either, publish every day or they'll have a certain day every week that they, that their podcast comes out. So their audience knows and expects that, you know, and it, it's almost like appointment television, you know, back in the day uh, where, Hey, three o'clock on Thursday afternoon, that's when the podcast comes out. So, I'm, you know, they're anticipating it uh, and that builds up some, some anticipation, anticipation builds demand. So those would be a couple things to add on to what Miles said. And you did hit one one good point there. I wanted to expand on a little bit. Um, I think it kind of started out and maybe early podcasting. You'd make a an episode zero that is um, just a little bit about your po- uh, about your show about your podcast, um, and it was kind of assumed that that would be the first thing that someone listened to if they were interested in, in your show. They would go to your show page and then they'd go to show zero to you know learn what you're about. Um, and that's not really how it works. That's not how it ended up working. People don't really do that. Um, so the first time that they're listening to you, it could be just any show. Any show could be the first impression that someone has of your podcast. So um, obviously you can't put out 100% all the time. Not every single second of every show is going to be your best work ever. But you've got to try to, at least in the very beginning of every show, really make it awesome. Because otherwise you get uh, that experience that you had, Mike, uh, they were probably talking about stuff personally because they thought that they were talking to a loyal audience. I've been listening to them for a long time and would be interested in these kinds of, you know, personal life updates. Uh, I know I, I listen to some shows and, you know, are, I'm a long time listener of those shows and I, I like to hear those personal updates. It feels like I'm closer yeah. to them. Now but, this, you're, you're right. You're right about that. This was not the case. This guy had no following. Nobody cared. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm making, and he blew it. 
Well, this is uh, for not that guy then. Regardless, uh, you have to treat every show as if it could be the first thing that someone's hearing of you because it probably is, especially in your opening. Mm -hmm. So that Complete. you don't have that kind of situation. I mean, Mike give, gives you three minutes and there better be something worthwhile in those first three minutes of every single episode. Right. And it's not like you can't talk about yourself. I mean, I went on a 10 minute rant just a minute ago about my love for clubhouse, but you know, but I also opened up the show with a rant that all it did was give value in like tactical action steps that people can take to basically do what I do, you know, for money to not give me money and do it themselves. So I gave away free advice at first. And then I talked about myself like 30 minutes later, you know, so you have to position this stuff accordingly uh, and always lead with that giving, giving. Uh, and that's how people are going to want to be a part of your audience. Awesome. Well, good question, Jeff. Um, if anyone else out there wants us to talk on a different subject, um, or if you got some questions or anything, please follow Jeff's example here um, and throw your questions in the comments below. Or if you're catching this later, you're not catching us live, then email your questions to askwildman at wildmanweb.com and we'll get to you next week because we're doing this every week, Wednesdays at 11. The obligatory uh, functional plug there. Yeah, let's let's actually, but while we got a quick break here, I know we got to squeeze in a couple more questions here uh, before we got to go. But also let's remind people, we have a website giveaway happening out there uh, yeah. And we are going to close that next Tuesday at midnight, and then we're going to announce the winner randomly on the show. We're just going to randomly pick a winner, um, and and so it's going to be exciting. And please spread the message. You know, we wish we could help more than one business. We're going to be able to help uh, more than you know one business with the website. But just a little little tidbit between you and I. Don't tell everybody. It's between the front and the back door. But every single business that enters this website, this website contest is going to get a free gift from Wildman Web Solutions. Shh, they don't know that yet. They don't know that yet. They just think they're in it for the website. But even if you don't win that, we're, going to get, we're not going to let you go away home in empty-handed. So, uh, Miles, you want to put up the link to that? Oh, my goodness, it's already on the page. See, I can't see everything. <laughs> That's why I have to look at the, my other monitor sometimes. Uh, Miles is always at least one step ahead of me. Today, you might be two. But uh, yeah, you just click that link. Uh, you can nominate yourself, you can nominate your own business, or you can nominate a business that you love that think you think is deserving. So that's exciting stuff. Let's answer some more questions, Miles. Alrighty, I'll be. I've got that link up here on the screen. I'll be putting it in the comments here below, and you can actually click on it here. All right. So we've gotten a couple of questions over the last week regarding um, website performance and how it. Uh, how it impacts search results and things like that. Um, so I just wanted to touch on it a little bit. Um, one of the one of the biggest factors that impacts your organic ranking and how people are going to find you in search is your website's performance. Um, and by performance, I mean you know load time um, and the overall UI, the user interface when people go there, you know it's got to flow, it's got to make sense. Mm -hmm. um, Google is looking at that other um, suite. Uh, other additions to the uh, Google analytic or 
to the algorithm that just came out this last year are going to be looking at uh, prioritizing user interface more and more. So make sure that your website is fast, it performs well, and it just it looks good, it works well. Um, that's going to be one of the biggest factors in there, but it's not, it's not everything. Um, content is, is really important. Uh, it's one thing that I think people kind of they look over for some reason, you know, they, they say, I don't know how to get my, my website to rank. I don't know how to do search engine optimization. I really want to show up for, you know, keyword X, Y, and Z. And then I go to their website and those keywords are nowhere on their website. That's gotta be step one. Mm -hmm. So go to your website, look through it, look at the, uh, the actual content, look at what the headings are. Cause you know, search engines are going to look at that. They're going to look at the headings, assuming that that's the most important thing. Um, or that's what these sections are about, make sure that your keywords are there. Uh, the closer to the top, the bigger the font, the you know, more prominent that keyword is, the better and the more likely that you're going to rank for those keywords. So make sure your website runs fast. Don't bulk it up with a bunch of unnecessary videos and high def pictures and everything. Just do what you need to do to make it look good. Um, and then you know, look over your content, think about your keywords, what they really should be, maybe do a little bit of research and figure out what people are searching for in your industry, and then put those all over your website. It's a nice, easy win for everyone. Um, and then I also want to talk a little bit about listings. Um, we, we put out a post yesterday about this. So if you want to go on our page um, and, and check this out, I think that was yesterday, uh, put up a nice post with a graphic there talking about doing a listings audit this is another big, easy win that surprisingly no one is doing and it can impact your search uh, score immensely. Um, so first of all, when I talk about listings, when I, uh, I'm, I'm talking about your business listing. That means um, your address, your website, your phone number. Um, this is all information about your business and how people can get in contact with you. You've got to have that information out there across the net and it's got to be accurate. So um, our post is talking about doing a listings audit and that's just to um, use a tool. You know, we have a tool here at Wildman, but there's tools everywhere to do this kind of listing audit, figure out what sites and what directories and map services and apps have information about your business. And is it accurate? Is it missing? Um, a lot of them will just have an address and they don't have a phone number or they have a phone number and they don't have your website or maybe they have something old. So um, if you haven't ever done a listing audit, you should absolutely do that. If you um, if something's changed recently, uh, you know, you've, you've changed your address, you've got a new phone number, business name change or something like that. That's a great time to do a listing audit. Um, or if you're a new business, uh, that's probably the other time you really be looking for this. If you're just starting up a business, you gotta make sure you get this stuff out there. So use one of those listing tools. We have a listing tool in our toolkit. Um, it's free for anyone who wants to sign up here at wildlandweb.com slash LBOT. Um, or use another listing tool, I, I don't care. But do that audit, understand what information the, uh, the web, the internet as a whole has about you where it's wrong, what's missing, is nothing's more frustrating than looking for a business, trying to find a way to contact them, and either not being able to find the information or finding the wrong information. You're trying to call your vet and you get some burger joint in a different city. Uh, you know that's not the that's not the experience that you want, and there's no quicker way than to uh, to drive away people than to give them 
wrong information. 100% miles. And yeah, I'll just put in one more thing here. If you want yeah. to learn more about this stuff and just get a brief overview as to what listings are and how to do a listing audit um, and how to look for these things, then we've got a post on our website um, in our blog. We actually referenced it in the post I was talking about yesterday, but I'll link that in the comments below as well. Yeah, it always blows my mind, Miles, how much business owners are unaware of how screwed up their listings are. And, and basically, I mean, the reason why this is so important is because people who are trying to do business with you, they're literally trying to find you to do business with you. And they're being sent somewhere else and they're not getting to you. That's a big deal. You know, but the reason that you don't hear business owners crying about it all the time is because they're unaware of that's even a problem in their business. And they're unaware of how many leads, how many sales are actually bleeding by having incorrect listings. And the other, you know, amazing thing that blows my mind is how cheap and easy and quick this is that you can fix something like this uh, compared to many other problems that we encounter. So there's really no excuse out there. I mean, even the smallest business, you know, if you have a business, if you have, even had just have a website, uh, you need to be looking at your listings. And the, the thing that was on that post yesterday, to all let Miles rattle off because I'd probably miss one, you know, was just alerting you to when you, there are certain times you absolutely have to check your listings. You know, if you move, if your telephone changes, if your email address, for, you know, uh, changes, you get a new website, anything like that, you know, your domain changes, you have to check your listings and make sure that everything's not screwed up. We can do it for you for free at Wildman Web. You know, anytime, just send us a message. Happy to do it, but it is a big effing deal. Yeah, if anything's changed, if you've moved, new phone number, whatever, if you're a new business, or if you just haven't done something in a while, um, a lot of these listing provider and data providers out there, they're trying to help. And so they update things, they update their, their database with the most, um, what they think is the right information. Um, but sometimes they catch the wrong thing. Maybe there's another business out there with a similar name and, you know, they think that that's, that's you or they have some sort of bot out there crawling around and grabbing information and it just does a stupid wrong thing um, and you never know. And then you have the wrong information being pushed out there and all of those different services, they lean on each other and rely on one another in order to get that data. Um, and so as soon as one of them is wrong, that starts spreading like a virus. And before you know it, half the internet thinks that you are in, like, that your address is wrong or that your phone number is wrong or your website is wrong. Um, and you wonder why you're getting less results, why you're getting less business, why people aren't finding you as easily. Um, and it's just because one listing provider got your information wrong. So yeah, it's a quick, easy win. Anyone can do it. Everyone should do it. Go do it. All right. Uh, if we have any other questions here, throw them in quick because we're going to be wrapping up here as uh, we're coming up on the hour mark. Um, see, Mike, any closing thoughts while we let any uh, last minute comments flow in here? I got a closing thought, Miles. I got to get something off my chest here. I figured that might be the case. <laughs> so I haven't gone on enough rants yet this morning, have I? Um, okay, let's. Can we talk about? We, we only got a couple minutes left, so let me keep this quick. Maybe we'll pick this back up uh, next week. If anybody has any questions on it, please send it to us. Uh, we'd love to answer some direct questions about this. But let's talk about messaging real quick. Um, 
from a small business owner's perspective, you know, we, we've talked about the idea of the small business person's disease, uh, that you end up trying to read a label on the inside of the bottle and it's impossible to do, right? It, you know, it's not possible, but it's very difficult to do. And basically you don't see your business from the outside perspective. And so this is the thing that I would challenge everybody out there, uh, whether you just work in a business or you, you're actually the business owner, is before you put out another post, before you put out another piece of content, think about the why factor more than the what factor. And really focus on what does my end consumer, my client, my customer want to hear? What do they want to know about? How do they want to be informed? How do they want to be entertained? And then really put that in the perspective of why. And I'll explain why this is so important in a minute. But I'm not telling you that what is irrelevant, but my God, I, might have, I almost had a heart attack yesterday just scrolling through Instagram and just seeing business after business after business just post a what message that could be easily followed by, well, duh, or I'd hope so, okay? And I'm, I'm trying to pick a category right now that I didn't see so somebody doesn't think I'm talking about some local business and trashing them because I'm not going to do that. But um, I'm going to try to give you an example. Okay, so if I'm an auto repair shop, okay, then the vast majority of my messaging just shouldn't be, hey, I fix cars. I can fix your muffler. I can fix your tire." right? If I'm on your website, if I follow you on social media, I have a pretty gosh darn good idea of what it is you do. The thing that you need to be constantly telling me and explaining to me is why. Why do I need these services and why do I need them from you more specifically? You know, what is the differentiating point that you are selling that makes a difference from what everybody else is doing? And I'll give you a hint. It's not that you've been in business for 40 years and you're family owned. Stop saying that. Nobody cares. Think about what the end value that you're bringing to the customer is. Okay. They want to know what's in it for them. That is what they want to know. I'm not saying that you can't have pictures of your family. You can't put that somewhere on your website or somewhere in your messaging, but my God, 90% of businesses out there, that's what they're leading with is I exist. That's it. I exist. Well, congratulations. So does all of your competitors. And the thing that we have to understand, especially, you know, here in Lawrence is that it's not, we're not just competing with Lawrence anymore. You know, we, we're competing with the entire world virtually. And I can't tell you how easy it is to get in my truck and drive to Johnson County or drive to Kansas city, Missouri, or drive the hell wherever and do business with somebody that's not you. So stop saying that you're the only one in town who does this because it's completely irrelevant. I can drive 30 minutes away and I can get your service. Tell me why you're better than that. Tell me why I shouldn't drive 30 minutes away. If you're a doctor, tell me, don't tell me you're the only one who does this specialty in Lawrence. Tell me why you're the best at this specialty and why I should stay in Lawrence and why I shouldn't go and have a telemedical uh, meeting with the specialty in Las Vegas. That's the kind of messaging and that's the kind of thing that we need to flip the script on and we need to reverse engineer and we need to stop just taking the lowest common denominator of, hey, I exist, and then listing off what we do again and again and again and again. Stop it, please. I'm begging you. My heart can't take it.
that's that's my plea to the people, Miles. Gotta have the why. That is that is very important. You know, we were talking yesterday, and I think we were we we're working on um, some content, building out a landing page for for some clients, and um, I had just written in the wireframe that I was sketching out just why big words why this section right here has to be the why. We've got to take the information that we know, the what. You know, this is what this business is. This is what they do, and flip it around into why do I need this in the first place? Why should I get that that service from this particular person when there's plenty of other options out there? Uh, part of that was about education. Part of that was um, going into other qualifications and explaining not only that we do this, but hey, we're better at this. We're amazing at this. And here's our proof of it. Here's the, the evidence that we're awesome at this thing. Rather than just saying, we provide this service, we're now following that up with a why. So it's not that the what is nowhere in the conversation or anything, um, or that those points aren't aren't valid in, in their own respects, you know, to say that you are family owned or we've you know, been here for 40 years, whatever that's, that, that has its time and place and everything, but it's gotta be backed up and supported by the why, because as a standalone point, it's meaningless. Yep. All right. Well, I feel better. I got that off my chest. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, your answer is usually uh, valuable in there. So I'll just close this with a couple of other uh, resources that we put out there. So um, we do do this show as a resource. Hopefully we're answering some questions, putting out some valuable information. Um, so please give us a, a like, a share, help us to reach a broader audience, answer some more questions. Um, that is, if you think what we're doing here is useful, uh, then you know, help us to, uh, to be more of a resource. But we do a lot of other things to be a resource to our community and to small businesses at large. Um, I already referenced a post that we had on our blog, but there's a lot of other articles there at wildmanweb.com slash blog. None of them are overly intimidating, overly technical or anything. They're all kind of shallow dives, but we do try to cite all of our sources there and link everything. So if you want to take a deeper dive into something, you can go off and learn more about everything that we're putting up there. So if you want to learn about, you know, listings or SEO or marketing or messaging, um, you know, go over there, check it out, uh, grab an article that interests you and start your educational journey. Um, you'll also notice on that page there is an email sign up button because we are doing a, a newsletter. Um, we're just sending that out to a select group of people that have opted into something like this. Um, and there's a lot of value in there. That's where we make these announcements, announcements like our website giveaway. Um, and then we also have references to our articles there and some very exclusive data and information that doesn't exist anywhere else. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and sign up for the email. I also mentioned the toolkit earlier, free tools, including one for a listing audit. There's also stuff to help you with social media and reviews and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's free. Just go to wildmanweb.com slash LBOT and sign up there. And then one more hit on our giveaway here. This is a free website. We're giving away to one local small business here in the Lawrence area. Um, immensely valuable for businesses nowadays. We want to give you a jump start into 2021. This can get you ready for online ordering. This could get you ready for e-commerce or just getting your business out there. Um, so just untold value to a small business here. And we really want to help someone out. So uh, either 
sign up there or you can nominate someone if you know a, a local small business that could really use the help please uh go to ymomo.com giveaway and put in their information here we'll be drawing totally random winner uh next week live on this show i'll have to get a hat or something and pull everything out of so that'll be next week wednesday at 11 and then i th i think that's it for the uh, for the show today mike thank you that's all i got all the My pleasure miles yeah <laughs> I'm I'm done for done for a little bit, uh, but you know glad uh, glad we were able to get that get that out. It was very you know very healing. I feel like so hopefully some people will heed the advice. Um, but who knows? It's out there, right? You got to execute. Uh, appreciate everybody listening and have a great week. I'm out. All right. Thanks, everyone, for watching, and catch us again next week, Wednesday at 11. We'll pick up that conversation again, answer your questions. Um, and if you are catching this, again, not live, you're catching this video later, you can still get in on the conversation. Email us your questions at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. <laughs>